0: Jason,
1: let me start with you. Tell me, what, as you see this issue, what is the problem?
0: Well, the problem is that depending upon where you live in Texas and where your parents happened to be when you were born and where you're attending public school, your academic outcomes are, in a lot of ways, predetermined. If you look at the way we fund our public schools, the reality is that the schools that are receiving more dollars per student are doing better. Their kids are performing better and their school rankings are better. For example, schools that are exemplary are receiving more than a thousand dollars per kid more than schools that are academically unacceptable. And to have someone like the conservative Republican chairman of our Senate Finance Committee, Steve Ogden, say that he is hoping that the governor will call that special session It's simply a recognition of the fact that we can be doing better with public education and that everybody is beginning to come to the census, at least people who are paying attention to what's going on in our schools.
1: Peggy Venable, tell me what you think.
2: Well, I think I would challenge that premise that more money equates to better outcomes. I think we should focus not on saving our schools, not on the institutions and the bureaucracies, but on saving our kids. And I think we need to put kids first. I think Jason's right and that children are relegated to basically um, low-performing, failing schools just by virtue of where they live and their zip codes. I think the uh, the right approach to take would be funding the child's education, not the institutions, and letting the dollars follow the child to the schools where the parents want those children to go.
1: So are you suggesting that we ought to have a voucher system, or, or, or what?
2: I think we absolutely should have school choice. Government schools simply aren't working. There are a number of great teachers, there are a number of good administrators. But right now, we're spending only half of our education dollars on instruction. Mm -hmm. We have one non-teacher for every teacher in Texas public schools, and no one thinks public schools are doing an exemplary job overall.
1: What do you think about that, Jason? And and, and let me just uh, add here that I have heard that from a lot of our listeners, a lot of concerned voters in Texas. They will say that, uh, look, just because you spend more on something doesn't mean you're going to do a better job with it.
0: Well, I absolutely agree with that. And I think that there are efficiencies that we can get out of our public school system. But one of the things that I hear over and over again that troubles me is this notion that for every one teacher we have in our classrooms, we have one non-teacher. And people typically think that non-teacher is a highly paid superintendent. What the reality is, is 50% of those staff members are the people who drive the school buses, the people who operate our cafe not highly paid administrators, and only 3% of public school dollars in Texas go toward administrative staff. So when we're talking about one staff per one staff, let's make sure we're really being honest about who those folks are and how much dollars are going toward their
1: salary. Well, and so Jason is suggesting some kind of dishonesty there in using that uh, in using that figure. I want to get Peggy's take on that, but i got to do traffic and weather. Here it is, 919 News 92 FM.